Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Wire to Wire podcast. Now before I kick off this episode, and I have my guy Nas joining me later on, I have something I'd like to address. I'd like to take this time on the podcast and apologize to Kevin Durant. Now throughout this podcast, there have been times where I took shots at him and made some comments about him. Now, when it comes to this podcast, I try to be informative, and I also love to entertain and make it enjoyable for people. Sometimes in doing that, I may cross the line or step out of bounds, figuratively speaking, and I believe that on occasion, I've done that with KD. Some of you listening may be wondering, where is this coming from? The thing is, It hit me when he hurt his Achilles, and I saw the crowd cheering about it. Now it's easy to look at that and call the fans classless and disrespectful, which it was. But I had to take a look at myself and think about the things that I've said. Now I've always made it about the game and tried to keep it about basketball. But sometimes in the heat of the moment, those things that are said can cross the line into becoming personal attacks, even though it was never my intention. At the end of the day, I've always respected Durant as a player, and I still do. Now with him moving to the Warriors, I was upset about the move, because I always felt that he was a good enough player to win it on his own team, on his own terms. But he chose to do it his own way, and he became a champion. So here's a little story. I actually met Kevin Durant in the summer of 2015. It was during Carabana weekend at Maison Merzer. Now the party was hosted by LeBron and Kevin Hart. And I ran into him and we shook hands and we spoke very briefly. It wasn't a long conversation, but we spoke for a few minutes. Anyways, I thought a lot about that interaction because this is Kevin Durant, one of the world's greatest players. And truthfully, he didn't have to talk to me. He didn't owe me a conversation, but he chose to speak with me anyways. Now that to me speaks volumes about him as a person and his character. So in my critique of him, I've always tried to keep it about the game But like I said, it may cross the line unintentionally into personal territory. So I want to use this platform to apologize to him, as a man, for the comments that I made and if it ever went too far. And for the record, no one asked me to do this. This is entirely voluntary. It's my choice. I just felt that this was necessary. You know, in this time that we're living and growing up in, celebrity culture drives media. And we forget that they're still humans at the end of the day. And I personally believe that we should give people their roses while they can still smell them. And that's what I'm trying to do here. It shouldn't take an injury to appreciate the player Kevin Durant is. And I really don't want to wait until he retires to do that. 
So this is me apologizing and giving him his roses while I still can. Will I continue to watch his games and give honest critiques about them? Of course. And will I continue my commitment to be entertaining? Absolutely. But I'm also going to be more conscious and more considerate as well that it strictly becomes about the game and it doesn't slip into personal territory. Anyways, thank you guys for listening to that. My apologies to Kevin Durant. We wish you a speedy recovery. And I actually and I really believe that you'll return back to the court and you'll continue to be the same player that we know that you are. But this is going to be a great episode. So without further ado, let's just get right to it. Hello? Naz. Hey, man, what's good? How much, bro? How are you? Good, man. It's good. How's your, how's your holiday? Man, my holidays were great, bro. Thanks for asking. That's what's good. Yeah. Sorry, it's, good it's good to be back on a normal normal time frame now, isn't yeah. it? A normal, a normal cycle of life versus uh, kind of being very nocturnal, huh? Yeah, it feels a little bit different. How was your uh, homecoming weekend or your memorial weekend? Oh, my God. Okay, so it was four days in Detroit, four days in Michigan, four days in Michigan, I should say, all the way around. I racked up about 800 miles in the rental car. It goes vroom, vroom, vroom fast. And um, I didn't sleep the first, so we did the podcast. Yeah. And then and then I think we got off probably like around like 11. I had a 6 a.m. 6 a.m. departing flight out of D.C., which is only an hour flight to Detroit, but at yeah. 6 a.m. departing that next morning. So I stayed up and um, basically stayed up the whole night, then went about my entire day the next day to everything I had to do. And then on the coming back, it was a 7 a.m. departure, and I ran okay. behind in my schedule, and I didn't sleep the last day. So out of the four days, I didn't sleep day one, and I didn't sleep day four. 800 miles, bro? What were you doing? Uh, I, well, I mean, I went from Detroit to Farmington Hills, Farmington Hills to West Side State to Battle Creek, then back, and then time in between there. So, But you got to be in the mecca of it all right now. You guys had the finals game. What the hell yeah. happened last night? I'll say – it starts with, I think, coaching. Kawhi Leonard went for 10 straight points. Mm-hmm. And that was incredible on his part, by the way. What was like, the number I told you? You said he has points. to make 13 points. 13 so in the fourth. Was, yeah, 13, yeah. So that was very uh, spot on by you. So he went mm-hmm. for 10 straight. And they had a good run going. Nick Nurse calls a timeout. People took it as a momentum killer. But to me, I think he was just trying to get some extra breather for his guys. You know, I wasn't like, mad at that timeout. That, neither see, was, that's the, neither the, was I. That's the part that gets me. I even forgot he called that timeout. That yeah. timeout did, didn't. That timeout did not bother me. The timeout that, that what killed me was when they came out of that and they ended up throwing the ball in the backcourt. That well, sucked. Kyle Lowry did, and that's the it, thing with Kyle Lowry. He has a very low prompt. ball. He has low ball IQ because mm-hmm. he commits a lot of careless turnovers and he commits a lot of senseless fouls where he doesn't need to overcommit on defense and he does. Where he does a lot of reaching. He, he tries the shot, so he'll try to jab for the rebound and try to steal it back. And exactly, just... and it's just senseless fouls. So mm-hmm. to me, I've seen it for years. So yesterday wasn't anything new to me. It was just a reenactment of what I've been seeing from him for years. Another thing, too, the only thing Nick Nurse did wrong, in my opinion, is you have 18 seconds left. You're down by one. As soon as Kawhi Leonard is hit with a double team, call the timeout. 
create an inbounds play. Like, you have so much pieces out there on the floor that you can at least get in the paint. And he squandered that final possession. Here's where I would have, here's where I would have done it differently. They, they, they got, it helped me, help me if I got my uh, a series of events off or wrong. They called the offensive foul on Cousins for the moving screen. That gave the ball back to Toronto. Toronto. And being down one or being down two at that point, I think it's being. They're, I think it's down one. They're down one, yeah. They're down one. When they inbounded the at that point, that's where I want the timeout call because here's the reason why: the ball it's already stoppage of play. It's a side out, and they're going to inbound the ball right yeah. there. If there's a substitution needed for Golden State for defensive purposes, they were going to get it anyway. If you were worried about uh, war, uh, Warriors being set up and, and, and not giving them a chance to set their defense, it didn't matter. They had time right there because Kerr was already getting them. They were already lined up. That's why Iguodala was in place where he was. If I'm nurse, I'm calling the time out so that way we're not going live. And here's the sad part. When they were dribbling, 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 you could tell they were getting late, I'm calling time out. Yeah. I'd rather call timeout right as Kawhi's coming off that screen. I call timeout, but it wouldn't wait to that. I would call it right when they call dead ball, and then they freaking inbound the play because what they would have done is they would have taken the pick and, pick and roll up high, but they would have taken away Iguodala all the way down to the corner. They would have, therefore, when Iguodala came like he did in the double hard, he would have had all the, or he would have had clean passing angles to the corners to either Lowry or whoever was in the corner, maybe Siakam. There was no, there would have been no way for Green to get back to the corner to get a fingertip on it because he would have been too deep into the paint. Yeah. That's where I say Nurse should have called timeout. That's mm-hmm. the timeout that he didn't call. Otherwise, yeah. Leonard went right into the double team, gave it up, and couldn't get it back. Like yesterday, the championship was on the line for the Raptors, and that's and that game was theirs to lose, basically, right? Even though they beat the Warriors in Oracle already, it's like you kind of gave them some confidence going into it. This is the kind of team if you have the chance, you got to put them away right away and don't let them linger. Yeah, I mean that that was the thing. The thing that got me. Well, he, here's what I'd say. Um, it, it all depended on how his health was, but as long as Golden State kept nursing an eight, seven, eight, nine, seven, eight point lead for the road team. That's what they needed because therefore when they make that run, you got a cushion. Because yeah. if you're if you're down six points and you got a six point deficit, you're golden state, you're down six points, and the other team goes on a ten all run, you're down sixteen. You're done. Yeah. You're done. You're done. You're, and then, then then you lose K D, then you got even less. They yeah. lost they had K D, lost K D, but only managed to win by one. And as yeah. I've had to say you can win a game without your best player. It's mm-hmm. hard to win a series this late in the year versus the teams you got without your best player. Yeah. So can they win game six? Yeah. Could they? But the problem is by that point in time, you're talking about Toronto dropping two games straight. It, 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 I think it's now it's a matter of how many games are, is, is, is Golden State going to lose in. I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. And, like, and like I was saying, I feel like this series was too close to call. But now that KD is out, I think it's just a matter of Raptors winning in six or seven games. So I agree with you there. It, let's go one step further. I'm not a doctor. You're not a doctor. I don't pretend to be one. What's the difference in timeline, timeline between game one and game five? How many, day, how many days had passed? Uh, the series started on May 31st, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, and Game Five was yesterday, so we're talking yeah. ten days. We're not yeah. even talking. We're not even talking two weeks. How much healing on quote unquote that kind of injury would two weeks have made? I don't think much. I don't think. I don't think much. So in my mind, if he was going to play, come out and play in Game One, 
because yeah. I'm not saying he knew that he was going to tear anything, and no one ever goes into the, to the game thinking, "Oh, I'm about to have, I'm about to have a devastating injury. Let me get yeah. it over with." But if you are going to make that move, make it in game one. Make yeah. it in game one. You're on the road. You're trying to get one, and you're going to try. Now you break them out when you're down three one and you're desperate. And not only did you lose them for this year, he's done for next year. Yeah, that's Achilles pop. That's it. And here's the thing that's so weird. I gotta, I gotta give you credit though, because you called. Why out I didn't leave the locker episode. room? Well, not only that, but you said that I think it was an Achilles injury. I told you. And I said, I I'm told little, you. And I said I want to give him that benefit of the doubt and say I think it was a calf injury. But I was being overly optimistic. That was clearly an Achilles injury the first time around. I think he strained again. I don't. I don't pretend to be a doctor. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you might want to bring a different guest in for for, for medical. Yeah. <laughs> I believe that. It, I believe he probably had an Achilles strain. Yeah. And they were being very cautious with it. Hence, why he missed all these games. And they were wondering if the strain could hold up if he just kind of monitored some minutes and just kind of would be out there and be able to contribute something. The problem is he made a cut move or a jab and pushed off, and what happened? It. It now, I think, tore or ruptured. So, and as we know, with a lot of these Achilles, you're never really the same again. I mean, you and I could be the same. We wouldn't notice probably much of a difference. But if we're trying to compete against that kind of level of talent, there's a drop-off, and now it's worse. He's in a contract year. Now it's worse. Would New York or any other team give him a super max knowing that you landed KD, but he can't even play for the first year? I think he'll still get a super max. Yeah, but what team really wants to understand that you're going to – okay, let me ask you this. You're going to give him a Supermax for, let's say – well, I think they can't well, give him Supermaxes. Only Golden State could. Yeah, they can get close. You know if I was KD, what I would do personally? Resign for two years? Not even resign for two years because he still has a, an opt-in for this year. I would opt-in opt in for more year. I would opt-in for this year, get my $31.5 million, And I would play again. Yeah, I'm going to rehab and I'm going to recover on Golden State's dime. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that he's completely absolved, but nope. I do think that they pressured him and rushed him to come back. And there you go. And go. And let me tell you something right now. Any other team in the NBA would say, wait, wait, wait. You're going to rehab on our dollar, our dime, opt-in. Yeah. We're going to pay. And they already know the extent of the injury. Is like, you're yeah. telling me that we're not going to be able to get a game out of you, but we're going to have to pay you $30 million a year. Well, because of right now how it looks, it right you know he by him putting himself out there, he yeah. took that whatever bad happened and his players cradling him off the court. He now put it in management, and management wasn't looking good when they already had the uh the, the what the part owner or the investor shoving players courtside. So yeah. management right now has done got the best the best press. He just yeah. put it in their lap now, so it, you got to bear the burden because it was you guys who yeah. basically put me out here. And you're right. They would probably eat it. They would say, you know what? If we, we pay to. him a thirty, we pay him thirty million. He'll re, he'll he'll recover on our dime. Yeah. We've shown him good faith. Then maybe he'll sign with us long term. But more importantly, both sides get to see primarily Golden State what how 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 great he can return. And they're yeah. probably thinking, well, we'll still be competitive. You see how we went through the playoffs. But let's be honest. If LeBron, you don't know what LA does. It can yeah. shift in a quick hurry, and I still think that you know, Golden State might be like, well, if Durant's going to be out all next year, yeah. about time for me to go my way. Clay could leave. I don't know about Draymond, but you could lose some of the players you got, and um, it changes the landscape of free yeah. agency, dude. And I'm going to say, on a scale of one to ten, I'm about a seven and a half, leaning towards an eight. 
that, that by this time next week, Anthony Davis will will be a member of the Los Angeles Lakers. You think I so? Fair, yeah, I feel fairly comfortable telling you that. And I think if that happens, like, and I think it probably is capable of happening sometime early as this weekend. Mm-hmm. I think that will probably dominate the headlines of the NBA Finals, to be honest. I, I think it could, but why would it preempt, I guess, the better question? When we first talked about this, we didn't see this, but what happens if Toronto, well, what happens when Toronto wins this thing? Does that keep Kawhi, or does that Kawhi say, hey, I gave you a title, I did something no one else has done, and uh, I've done all I can do, and I just want to be happy where I want to be happy. He couldn't. He can't go wrong either way. But it would be hard to walk away from a title. I think he'll stay. Um, I think and, so. And I think the thing is too, a Toronto can offer him the most money, obviously. Mm-hmm. And also, I and also secondly, from a basketball perspective, you're it's playing easier. East, it's much easier you're playing in the Eastern Conference. If he goes to the West, there's no way you're getting twenty plus games off due to load management, and you still have top seeding and a chance to contend for a title. I heard Rick Buecher make this mention that they said that 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 Kawhi has never played more than seventy two games. He's not averaged no more than seventy two games in all his eight years. And I, I can say he, that. And, and, and and who and and who pioneered load management was Popovich. He was yeah. the one leading the way when everybody cussed at him for sitting guys on back to back games. And yet now it's the thing to do. And yet yeah. he was getting fined for it. And and David Stern was always getting that you know getting on him. The part that's got me in this whole equation is if what Kawhi did is what Durant didn't do. Kawhi told management of all management, class of all kind of class management, R.C. and Powell, to go to hell. His his health was most important. Now, a a quad injury and I think an Achilles are two different things. Again, I'm not a doctor. But I think the quad part, I mean, it might be painful, but I don't think it's as debilitating and devastating as an Achilles is. But the thing about it is if Kawhi is as attentive to his body as, as any star athlete's going to be, in my mind, why would you ever want to go back to the West where you're going to have to put that kind of load on yourself? If what the reasons why he left San Antonio on the reasons as to why, him going back to just any Western Conference team is going to put him in a position where he's going to basically not be able to get to the final. He basically could own the finals, especially if no Kevin Durant comes to the East and no Anthony Davis comes east, and Kyrie, well, if Kyrie goes to the Lakers, then what are you going to do? Kyrie's always a wild card. Mm-hmm. Like, I could see him taking a meeting with the Lakers and, and just suddenly just saying, you know what, yeah, I'm just going to go with the Nets. Thanks for your time. And like, he's kind of a wild card. For Kawhi, it makes, it makes more sense for him to just go to Toronto because he could be, he strikes me as that kind of player that says, just let me have my rest throughout the season. Don't have me playing back-to-backs and do all of that. Mm-hmm. Just get me to the playoffs, and then I'll take it from there. Pretty much. And, and it works ser- well. And seriously, and if he wins a ring this year, there's probably – and from what I understand about the city of Toronto, they're not really a team that's going to be starved for back-to-back championships and all that. Like, they'll be happy with just one. And so that's why the- I thought maybe he could walk away is because when you're when – you're, when you're, when you're, um, Durant, Durant was, okay, you got another title. Okay, you got another title. Yeah. And whereas with him – just getting the one, that's really all you needed. It wasn't built on a dynasty. I mean, yeah. they're not they're not over here trying to rebuild the entire dinosaur kingdom with yeah. with, with, with championships. Just getting the one is yeah. is amazing of itself. I, I still think that this free agency is held up still on Kevin Durant, except it's not now held up on where is Kevin Durant gonna play. Now I think it's held up on what's his injury. 
this whole saga, honestly, this whole thing has just been very weird. So I think when the original injury happened, he trusted the Warriors medical staff to put him on the path to recovery, right? I do believe that him and his agent, they probably had some kind of understanding with the organization that we're going to keep this under wraps. We're not going to call it what it really is, an Achilles strain. We'll call it a calf strain. So it doesn't sound as alarming mm-hmm. to potential to potential yep. suitors and stuff like that. I told you that and weeks it, ago. Yeah, no, you were right. When it happened, I think it was just kind of like you're tempting fate. So I think now what they're looking to do is like, we're going to take matters into our own hands. We're going to go, we're going to do the Kawhi, the Kawhi Leonard way, essentially. We're going to find our own doctor, our own independent doctors who will act in our interest. And like I said, if I'm KD, I'm just going to opt in that last year and I'm going to do it on Golden State's dime. I think it's going to alter a little bit of his game. What I mean by altering his game is we're going to see less side-to-side action on him. That's one. I think we'll see less games played by him. Not because he can't play them. It's because it's going to be part of the load management. He'll yeah. be again, He'll be just a little bit older. Um, at the same time, he's 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 not six eight two 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 fifty like LeBron is. You know, yeah, he's always he's always been a little bit fragile in that regard. So you, I think we're going to see a, a different sort of him. But at this point in time, he he got the he got the monkey off his back. He got the rings. Yeah. Now it's a matter of can he take a remember by him leaving Golden State? Do you think his game is going to work harder or less hard? Because when you leave Golden State, you now have to do more. That means yeah. you have to carry more of a load. When you go to Golden State, you play less minutes because why? You got all that talent around you. But yeah. if you go to New York or you go to Chicago or you go to Miami, you think you're going to play less minutes? You're going to actually be needed to play more minutes because more because the teams aren't constructed more. And remember, it's your team, right? You're going to lead the way. You're going to be like Kawhi. Well, for the most part, Kawhi's probably paying more minutes now than he did in San Antonio. Probably. Less games, but more minutes. I can agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Less games maybe, but more minutes. Yeah. And yeah. and it's gonna and it's gonna add up. And yeah, I think Gold State, I think it's the these teams they just they, they can't hold up like that because the NBA is not like what it used to be where you could just keep guys for years. Yeah. You got guys now that are eighth, ninth on the bench that'll get not a super max, but they're getting they're getting O.J. Mayo money. You're giving O.J. Mayo $120 million to do what? <laughs> you know what I mean? I yeah, mean, just it, 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 the, I still say that the Bulls wouldn't even won six titles. They might have gotten three, and that would have been it. Why? Pippen would have been given so much money to, 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 to be on his own team or be, the, be, be second fiddle to somebody else but get paid more and get more minutes, more touches, whatever it might be. He wouldn't have been there. Steve Kerr. I mean, look what they give role players now. You think a guy that's hitting the lights out on a catch-and-shoot on a team with Jordan, you don't think he'd have got some money from Houston, L.A., Utah, or Miami, or New York at the time? Oh, he would have been yeah. gone. Seattle. Any team would have paid him. Any would have paid him. But it's a different league now. Guys make more money now off the court than they do on the court. Back then, yeah. your game your game checks really built your, we- built, built your wealth. Now, I mean – I mean, Zion's going to crack the code. He's going to make more before he ever dribbles a ball on an, NBA, yeah. on an NBA game, the same way LeBron did. LeBron, what, $100 million from Nike before he even played that game against Sacramento? One thing I just want to say, mm-hmm. and it just kind of dawned on me now, you know, Adam Silver was kind of just giving some numbers, breaking down how the league is now. So he was saying the average NBA career is seven years, and the average all-star career is 13 to 14 years, right? So within that range. Okay. 
So when I look at it in the context of KD, I think this is what his 11th seat, this was his 11th or 12th season playing. Mm -hmm. So he's right there at that average. So it's not far fetched to think maybe if he stays with Golden State, he can, he'll probably get like a five year deal. If he goes with any other team, that's a four-year deal. So he'll be right at that career average. So he's probably close. Well, he's definitely closer to retirement than he is remaining in his prime. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what kind of makes this injury even more devastating. Because he made the move to Golden State, did we really see the best Kevin Durant there is? Or did we see the most efficient Kevin Durant possible due well, to the go- system? Well, when you go to a system like that, it masks and conceals things. I still say, I still say this. Steph Curry is a great player. Steph Curry is horrible on defense. Yeah, like, he he is slow afoot. He doesn't have any quickness, uh, and that's just uh, that's on defense. He doesn't have any quickness, and they conceal a lot of how he has to play defense. You would see how much of a liability he has on defense to get scored on. And the only there's only two guys that were able to exploit him, and actually they won because of it. LeBron and Kyrie. They yeah. put him in pick and roll. And Kyrie, Kyrie just took him to school, or they put the switch, and LeBron, you know, would would would, would beat him down. Yeah, that is that's one of their weakest links. But because the system is so efficient, and they basically read the floor and make reads on offense, they they can conceal those things. So likewise, there are probably holes in Durant's game that we haven't ever seen because, you know, of, of what it was. I mean, look at look at what Miami had with LeBron. He goes to Cleveland. Different story, but remember he could play the passing lanes because he had him, Wade, Bosch. It was a totally different story when you went to LA. Now he can't play the passing lanes. He gambles, doesn't get the basket. He's out of position. He's not going yeah. back on defense. It's it's it, it, it can it it either can conceal your flaws or it just magnifies them. When I saw that, just watching the rest of the game wasn't the same for me. I just I felt so bad for the guy. I mean, I felt bad for it. I felt bad for him in that regard. Here's the thing. Can they were not? I want to know this. Were they concealing the severity of the injury the first go around from their opponents? I don't think so. The other team knows he gets hurt. The other team has trainers that are right there on the floor on the other side of the bench that watched him get hurt, probably rushed over to help in some way before their other trainers come in. I don't think you're fooling any of the other teams you're playing. You know how, like. Teams don't want to um, list what the injury is until the last possible moment when they have to declare because they don't want to give their opponent any sort of advantage in terms yeah. of game planning or, or scouting them. Okay, I don't believe that's what this was. What I didn't like was the fact that they want to – if it's his agent, if this is like a Rich Paul kind of thing where we're not going to talk about the injury because he's got a contract year coming up, I can understand that. He's trying to make his money, but when – the part that just killed me is, why is he not on the bench? Why is he not on the bench? And then the part that, that just made me scratch my head even more is, you in the tunnel, game five, dancing, hopscotching, yeah. whatever cool kids these days do. I'm thinking <laughs> it's at least 100 yards, not even. It might be 50 yards from the locker room, from most of these arenas, to the visitor's bench. You tell me you can jump around, spin around, hop on one leg, uh, moonwalk right there in, with your team in the in, in the tunnel before you come out to take the floor, but you can't be in a shirt, tie, whatever you want to wear, and some sneakers and some comfortable shoes on the bench. Can you yeah. answer that? The only thing I can think of is that while the game was ongoing, he was receiving treatment 
throughout that time in the back by trainers and their mm-hmm. medical staff. And he didn't want to risk maybe having players bump into him or having to constantly, like having players bump into him. Or Was it that you know, sensitive though? You think it was that bad? Of a strain I, that he was just getting around the so. clock, around the clock, around the clock treatment. I think so, and even too, like I think it was just the optics of it. Like if Katie, let's just say, okay, you have a, a heel Achilles strain, right? Mm-hmm. So now let's just say a really big play happens. The mobility of having to sit down, standing up, sit down, standing up, it can take its toll, right? Okay, you got so just think. So think about the headlines that Curry just hits a big shot, everyone's standing and cheering, and Katie's sitting down. That they'll just play into the narrative. Well, is Katie a little bit upset that they're performing better without him? Is he not supporting? Does, is this a sign that he has one heel or one foot out the door, figuratively speaking? It can p- potentially cause a distraction or take the focus away from the game, right? Mm-hmm. So I think they decided it's best for you to just stay in the back, you know, out of sight, out of mind. Watch the game from there. Receive around-the-clock treatment from the medical staff. And... It, it leaves people wondering why isn't he out there, but it didn't really pose a distraction. It what you know what I can see. I, I don't think that he'd be getting round the clock treatment every minute of every day like that because you do have to allow for that area to rest and recover. But I think it goes back to what you said. It probably was we really got to remove the ability of anybody crashing into the bench. Yeah, but you could put you could seat him two seats two two rows behind the bench. Ah, come on, I don't I don't buy that. He, he we, we've seen guys with fractured necks still come sit behind. LeBron has sat when he's been injured with Miami, uh, two rows behind the team, and he'll be there just slapping guys on the shoulder, pepping them up, and then sit back down and will sit the whole game. I've never had an injury of this severity, though. And that goes back to what I think I told a, a friend of mine at the gym. I have never seen somebody so sensitive. And I know it's so easy for me to sit there and say the pain levels. When I say sensitive, People get on LeBron about narrative. KD, the burner accounts didn't help, but it no. just lets you. It just lets you know people are saying he's faking it or something's going on or he could still play. Part of his sensitivity is. Let me ask you something. Miami's down three one. They already won one title. They're trying to win it back to back. They're um, on the road facing elimination. Mm-hmm. LeBron hasn't played since two series ago, and everybody's saying. What's going on, man? What's going on? And he does not play game five. LeBron would have taken almighty hell. Oh, for sure. Almighty hell. And if you think about it, I think they said that some of the rumblings that Kevin Durant was getting from even his own team, boy, it sounded a lot eerie. It sounded so eerie and so familiar to the, what happened with Kawhi when Tony Parker and Monty Ginobili kind of said, yo, uh, can't you play? But you see, here's the thing. like, And here's where... I think the distinction between KD and Kawhi comes in. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the, the the different injuries that they had for one. Okay. And I think, secondly, at least the players tried to have a player-only meeting with him to try to figure out where is like where are you coming from? Like, what's your side of everything, right? Mm-hmm. I think with KD, A, we don't know. At least with the Spurs organization, we can pinpoint who was it that was approaching Kawhi. It was Tony Parker. It was Manu Ginobili, right? Mm-hmm. With the Warriors, who were these players that are getting anxious and anxious about KD returning? But, and you see, and I think that's ultimately going to be the Warriors' undoing. Mm-hmm. And I like, and I'm not going to say KD again. Like, like he deserves partial blame, but not a big sum of the blame. Because here's the thing: he does care what people think about him to a fault. 
And I think yeah. he just took it personally upon himself. Like, you know what? It doesn't feel so bad. Let me just try to go out there and show to my brothers that I'm willing to be there for them, right? Mm-hmm. And it's sad that this happened. And I think, and the reason why Saints are undoing, because when I think about this Warriors team, truthfully speaking, KD made the most sacrifices for them. He's the one whose reputation took a hit when he decided to go there. Not Draymond and Curry and all these guys for going to the Hamptons to meet him or for calling him after losing to the Cavs, begging him to come. Katie's the one that took a hit for going, right? He sacrificed parts of his game to blend into the system. Still a great player, but he made sacrifices. Well, here's the difference. LeBron was taking heat before he went to Miami because he couldn't win. Nobody was clowning Kevin Durant for not having won yet. LeBron was catching heat fresh out of high school for being called the chosen one. That right yeah. there, he was already he was already a marked man from day one. So I still think that really KD really didn't feel the controversy until you know, and let, and let's be honest, KD Abaka. Do you know that at one time, if I said to you now, with all these super teams they create, if I said I'm gonna put on the Atlanta Hawks, KD. Abaka, James Harden, Russell, Russell Westbrook. You're going to look at me and say, that team would not even lose a game, right? Uh, If I ask you that now, do you not know that seven years ago they all played together in the NBA Finals? Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm fully aware of that. That part part right there blows me. That And the the sad part is, okay, they got to the Finals. They short-circuited. It was LeBron's time. But in 2013, it was San Antonio. In 2014, it was San Antonio. And then in 2015, LeBron did it again in Cleveland. So, uh, and Golden State came out at that point. But my point I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get at is what happened? The, the team dissolved. But if you had a team that had that kind of power, mm-hmm. technically, what was the difference between Golden State and that Abaka, Harden, Russell Westbrook? The difference is Golden State had already had championships and they didn't. But as, yeah. far, as, as far as talent, I'm going to say that OKC had more talent. I agree. Like, if they had kept that nucleus together, I think they could have been a very special team. If you put KD and Russ together, they call that a super team. You put KD and Ibaka together, they call that a team. Him and Harden together. The fact that all of them were on the same team blows – I forgot about that. It just dawned on me now. Like, yeah, yeah, didn't they? All of them were on the same team. And then you look back on it and say, well, that's a whole separate thing, but – that was um, that was a window that closed too soon. That how did OKC mess that up? That's that's just a thing of poor. That was just poor management, I think. Oh God, that's more than poor management. That's that's, yeah. that's pain. That's oh God, that's 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 one of the things that people don't talk about more often than they should. Yeah. Is what had how that imploded. I can't wait for that thirty for thirty documentary. That what if when they talk about how OKC had this, and they got and cheap. They, and, this is the then, thing. Yeah, they got cheap. Yeah. This is the thing that I just makes me just want to pull my lip over my head when I see it. <laughs> in the summertime, you'll hear in the contract years, labor negotiations about small teams saying, "Oh, boo hoo! How do the Lakers and the Heat and the New York Knicks and we got to compete with them and we don't have the amount of money and we don't have the court space and we don't have the celebrities and we can't do this." So they want all these metrics that make it equal, right? And then when it comes time to spending some money, they get cheap. So yeah. they, cry, they cry about not making no money. Then when it comes time to spending the money, they get cheap. And they say, well, we, we don't have it. They changed the rules after what Pat Riley did with Miami and LeBron. 
They yeah. changed the rules on, on. Remember, Mark Cuban went out there in politics, and they said that now the habitual tax offender is so egregious that it, it, it it's meant to keep that from happening again. Small yeah. market teams just cried to the heavens about that, and yeah. then you'll turn around a few years later, and what happens? OKC says, "Nah, we're gonna clutch the purse a little bit." And what yeah. has OKC been since then? A triple double, regular season highlight reel, and they yeah. fade in the first round. And there's a couple of years after, like after Harden left, and they still had those three together. Where mm-hmm. one playoffs, Westbrook is hurt. Another playoffs, KD is hurt. Then Westbrook goes. Then Westbrook was down. And then 2016, when they finally had it all together, they we know we all know what happened in 2016. Mm-hmm. From here, from there, yeah, the rest was history. It was. It's a miracle that they're able to retain Paul George. I think. And he should have went to L.A. Matter of fact, if he goes to L.A., we don't even have this L.A. saga because Paul George alone could have carried L.A. into the playoffs, maybe the 8, 7, or 6 seed. They would have lost either first round or second round. And to be honest with you, they probably could have actually gone a little further and improved because Paul would have carried them to at least the 7 seed in the West. And then all that time, LeBron would have been resting. And then you would have had a fresh LeBron. And then they probably would have gone second round at best and gotten beat. But let's be yeah. honest. You don't think Laker fan? You think Jeannie Buss right now would have loved to have had it that they go into this summer fresh off of him, James George, and a second round exit, and now they can get Davis? This is yeah. Magic Johnson would still be a part of that team. That organization, like I said, I do think the tide is turning for them. I wouldn't be surprised if this time next week Anthony Davis is a Laker. Before it was, we got to wait for the finals to be over, and then when KD announces where he's going to go or what he's leaning towards, you know, through the rumor mill, then the draft, yeah. the, the teams will, will draft according to their ability to get KD. So maybe yeah. they might trade a draft, or maybe they might be willing to forego a pick or trade away a pick or not use a pick. But now it's not a matter of where is he going to go. Now it's a matter of what's his health like. I was going to say we used to have an old saying saying on the block, and the old saying was, if, if, you know, like the word if, if this, if that, if, if yeah. was a fifth, we'd all be drunk. Yeah. So you could play it all you want with the if games. If he's going to, I'm telling you, he's got to be healthy. And it's an automatic 12 months. And given the, yeah. the deal that if he opts in and, and gets Golden State to recuperate on his dime, you know the next thing he's going for is going to be a super max because he's got two max deals left in him. He can still play yeah. beyond the max deals. He's got two yeah. max deals left in him, and that's it. And if this yeah. Achilles injury takes a little out of him, he might be looking at one max deal. Trust yeah. me when I tell you that at that point in time, he's going to opt in and everybody else is going to take a moment to pause and say, do we really want to give him a max deal? Let's say 120, 170 million, 180 million in the, in not this summer, in the summer of 2021, knowing that in that four year deal, that five year deal, he's probably going to only be good in the first two because of the Achilles. If he didn't yeah. have the Achilles, you probably get four out of five but you're at lucky you'll get two years out of them. The last three years, you're going to be overpaying somebody who's on the downside and who basically might still be in the West. You see how this all changes. But here's the thing. You know that you may not get out of him, and that's the thing. How do you sell tickets for Kevin Durant the first year and he's not even playing? That's That's hard to do. That's hard to do. And, and, And because you have KD on your team, is the expectation is still a championship even though he can't really play? 
or do you low, you know, which one is it? And it brings such a, such a bad suspicion on you because every day you're saying, well, we, we really didn't lose this game. We would have won had we had Kevin Durant. Okay. You lost 30 some games this year. You really think you would have won all 30 of them just because KD would have played. So it it creates a false sense. It creates a false narrative that you are what you are. Whereas if you have KD and you lose those games, you say, okay, clearly our weak side defense is bad. Clearly we're not a good full court team. Clearly we suck playing defense in the half court. You can identify your weaknesses, but, as long as they, whatever team he goes to continues to lose games, everybody, even subconsciously, will say it's because KD couldn't play. Yeah, KD's not the reason why somebody doesn't rotate back on defense and pick up some, pick up the ball, but it's yeah. going to be because KD wasn't playing. The thing with the Warriors, mm-hmm. and the reason why I kind of say it's their their own undoing. To me personally, I think all this kind of goes back to our last year's championship parade, right? Mm-hmm. When Bob Myers who made that comment saying, sorry, KD, but Steph is our guy. He's been here from day one, right? And that, uh, was, a, that, was, a, that was a terrible joke. And it was just so awkward. Like, you could see in KD's face, like, he wasn't happy about it, right? That, and I think pl- that plus all the chatter he was hearing on social media about them not needing him. Mm-hmm. I think that kind of, I, I'll say that kind of planted the idea in his head, like, you know, maybe I should get out of here. Mm-hmm. And then I think with that whole interaction with Draymond Green, where he called him the B word and he said, you know, get out of here. We don't need you. We don't need you. I'm sure Kevin Durant had to be thinking, is this guy just talking erratically or is he speaking on behalf of an organization, right? Yeah, like you have to ask myself that. Yeah, you're, you're a human being. You're going to ask yourself that question, of course. And then I think plus that with his businesses kind of going well off the court with like his media company and his investing company and stuff. I just think all of that is moving him towards the door. And I think with this whole injury saga too, I think that just made it even worse, to be honest. And the yeah. sad part is, is that KD was never hurt for rings because the knock against KD was not rings. Knock yeah. against him was, why is he staying in OKC and he's not winning? But I think with Kevin Durant, and I remember he was talking about this after he left OKC. He was basically saying that him and Westbrook were not as close because Westbrook was married and it looked like he had his life together. And I'm just a young guy trying to figure out himself. And he said, you know, going to Golden State was to kind of help him get out of his comfort zone. Sure, maybe that played a small role, but it was to really be in a position to win, right? Mm -hmm. So I feel like he's just a guy who's still kind of in the process of just trying to figure out his identity, figure out who he is. And I think in some ways we're all kind of like that. Like that's like that's never you never arrive at a destination. Say, okay, I have it figured out. Like that's just an ongoing process of life, right? Yeah, but how long has it been in league for? Uh, Like I was saying earlier, I think he got drafted in June two thousand seven. So he's probably what his eleventh, twelfth season. At this point, you are who you are. If you haven't figured it out now, you're not really going to figure it out no time soon. So, I think he's. I think he's figured it out. I think what he, the problem here is, he's figured it out that it requires a bit of him that he wasn't maybe otherwise wanting to give or give away. Mm-hmm. And what that is is he has to learn that he has to kind of divorce the idea of the fact that he is not going to be able to to go about it the way he wants to. And that's the part where he's going to have to kind of, again, the injury changes everything because now injury affects money and affects outlook. So if his injuries is what it is, there, there might have been some teams that are willing to throw everything at him. They're not going to do it now. They're, it, it, that's the point of being a good general manager that Magic couldn't be. Magic would say, I got a chance to get KD, I'm going to get him. Yeah, he's playing on one leg. You have to know. You have to see that it's KD, but it's KD on one leg. 
and use your, your, your IQ to make the best decisions. This is what Bilicek does with regularity. Look what he's doing to the Lions. We are literally signing every cast off that ever played for the Patriots, gave them their best years, and then now they're, 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 they're tanking. They're, they're, they're on the backside of their career, and we're picking them up. Belichick was always great at getting the best out of somebody, and when he was done, when he saw they were starting to wither and tank a little bit and they're on the decline, he gets rid of them. That's what, that's what this is. That's what this is in this instance here. So the injury – but with Katie, we still don't know. Like that's the thing. There's an unknown variable. Like, what if he returns to form? Well, that's well, that's well. I didn't say that it's scaring away all the teams. I'm yeah. saying that what normally would he easily could have go to New York, but New York yeah. probably would have been willing to offer up a trade, um, a draft pick, or or whatnot, or or sign him outright to a to a large sum deal. Do you really want to sign him to a large sum deal? And then for and it's a long season convince the entire season your fan base that he's yeah. not going to be able to play and because you put everything into kevin durant let's remember this what 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 sidekick wants to come play for a whole year where they got to carry the team because he can't help till year two they may not sign so you signed kd you didn't get no one else to help him and you basically turned around in 2020 and fielded the same 2019 team not because you couldn't get rid of parts it's because with Kevin Durant not playing, you still had to put the roster together, and that's the best you could do. So you've yeah. got KD in your jersey selling it, sitting on the sidelines, can't play, and your team is playing as if they never had KD on the team. That's a tough sell in New York versus him showing up in October and balling out on, on opening night. That's totally different. And because yeah. Achilles is not, he can rest the summer, it's a year. This is... This is where the it's, it's it's not so much there. This is more so how has the injury now affected his career? You're going to see some teams pull back on the offering him the kitchen everything but the kitchen sink kind of thing. I think. Yeah, and that whole press conference by Bob Meyer, like I guess that was supposed to be. Oh no, that was fake. Was that real? I think that was all theatrics. I mean, you're tearing up, but not a single tear comes out of your eye. That whole thing left more questions than answers, to be honest. Because you're saying originally it was a calf, and now, coincidentally, he aggravates his Achilles. Like, come on. Like, the original injury wasn't was an Achilles strain, probably. They just didn't want to use that word. Mm-hmm. Because we know in sports, Achilles is a forbidden word. Or and, MCL. And then he went and, and now he actually tore it outright. Mm-hmm. So I think there's more questions than answers. And and we're and, and when you see that, when you hear Grant Hill tell his story, he says one of the things he regretted was listening to the training staff. Yeah. And he didn't go out there and get his own his own physician during a contract year two. Yeah. I would say it's like HR. HR is going to do what's best in the interest the of the company, not for you. Thank you. So yes. they're going to do this in the best interest of the team and the, and the ownership and the GM and the coaching staff versus, you know, we want to make sure Kevin Durant is as healthy as he can be, not for the playoffs, but for in July when he goes into free agency because we want to be able to compete with everybody else, but we want him to be in such the best shape. So we're going to cut him back on. No, you don't do that. Why would you ever want to make him that much more attractive for some other team to come get him? Part of that is also the problem too. And Naz, yes, sir. And one last, and one last question for you: Who do you have winning the series? What are your I predictions? Was going, I was going to say Toronto and, and, and with the gentleman sweep of five games. Yeah. But after how that went down and the fact that we know KD is done, yeah. Because if Toronto, if Toronto got the three, well, it'd be hard to get the three-one lead. But let's say 
let's say Toronto didn't show that they could win an Oracle. I say it's going seven games and then it's a blowout in seven games. Like where Toronto wins by like 12 or 13. Yeah. Uh, it, I think it, it could be two things. Tr- Golden State wins a tight game in Oracle or Toronto blows them out. Yeah. I, if it's a tight game, I think again, being at home and the way they shoot the threes, I could see them think, okay, it's three, two, it's going to a game seven. Once you get to a game seven, uh, you got no jitters with Toronto. It's not about who's playing the game seven. You're going to have the home court, and you're going to finally see Golden State run out of gas. I'm yeah. going to say in game six, based on how game five went and the fact that Kevin's going to dominate the news cycle and it's going to all be about his injury, and you can rally all you want for a half, but you're not going to do it for two or three or four games straight on end. You're just yeah. not. You're human. I think Toronto wins game six. Now, if they lose, I got Toronto winning in a blowout in game seven. Okay. Scoreboard, 114 to 10. 114, no, not at home, but 114. Well, how many points did they win by in the last game? It was 105 to 92 in game four. 105 to 92? 114, 102. Because I still think that the three ball that Golden State was shooting – isn't going to yeah. fall like that. We've seen Steph come back down to earth, and I think that – I don't know what's worse. Golden State shot that three-pointer so great or Toronto shot it so poorly. If Toronto just shoots 50% and half of what they know they're making threes, they – I mean, that's three threes. That's nine points. That's the yeah. gap in the game, or if anything, that's, that's Toronto being up. So I think Toronto wins game six. But if it's tight, someone gets hurt, someone gets in foul trouble, things that we can't plan on, change the yeah. of the game – I still think Toronto wins, but let's be honest. How are you going to win two and a half to three straight games without KD? And on top of which, you're already down 3-1. You don't have a yeah. margin for error. There is no margin for error. I'm going to say Raptors in six. I'm going to Raptors say Raptors in six. six as well. My prediction for score, I'm going to say it's going to be say 108 to 98. I think back to when it was last done with the Cavaliers. The Cavaliers mm-hmm. were healthy and they had their full roster in place, right? So you yeah. knew where the offense was coming from. And I'm looking at it like outside of Curry and outside of Clay, who because KD's no longer there, they can pressure those two and force other guys to step up. Where's your other points going to come from? Draymond is not going to score in bunches. DeMarcus Cousins has been kind of up and down. Where where's your offense going to come from outside of those two? It's going to do what they did last night. It's going to come from the it's going to come from Clay and Steph, but that's the thing. You you outside really of those two. You're gonna ride them for three for heavy contested three pointers for That's three straight thing. games. So yeah, I don't see how they can win. They just don't have enough firepower at this point, which I never thought I would say about the Warriors. But they've had a hell of a run. But unfortunately for them, I think it comes to an end in Game Six. But on the bright side, you know, for once I can say that I live in the city that will become champions. You so. know, it's a country that will become champions, and that's the thing about it. You, you, this is. I, let me ask you something. I'll, I'll leave you with this as the last question. Yeah. Which one was bigger, LeBron winning that one for Cleveland, or if Kawhi wins one for 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 Toronto and Canada? Which one was um, more valuable? I think with LeBron, and I'm not going to say this is the Canadian championship, 
and I'm not going to give them that because I lived here mm-hmm. all my life, right? So these guys have never once championed basketball. It's hockey. Everything is always hockey. A sports media in Canada sucks, so let's just put that out there. The programming is oh. terrible, but everything is hockey. Hockey night in Canada. You turn on the other stations that are supposed to cover sports, it's all hockey. So they never cared about basketball. They never cared about the NBA or the Raptors. Now that they're suddenly winning, they now they want to jump on and make it seem like they're playing for Canada. No, they're playing for Toronto. So I want to clear that up. Um, so I think the one that LeBron delivered to Cleveland, I think, will be bigger. We've never seen nothing like this before. If you just give them one title, Toronto can go back to being just a draft team for the next 25 years. People are gonna, pe- pe- people, people will, people will buy the jerseys and and and, and it, it'd be the greatest thing. You win yeah. one in New York, great, but it's gonna be like, okay, now you need to win two and three. You won one yeah. in Miami, it was like, all right, but where's three, four, and five? Same thing with yeah. the Lakers. You don't just win one. And if if LeBron yeah. wins one in the next three years of his what four year deal. They're going to look and say, okay, Kobe got five. Yeah. Sha- Shaq got three. Robert Ory got three. So it, it almost changes because of the expectation of what that area is. But the, what's the expectation of the Raptors? If they win the ring this year, anything more than that will just be the icing on the cake. It's not going to be a requirement. Exactly. It, 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 it'd be just icing on the cake. And the sad yeah. part is, look at Toronto. They had at one point in time Tracy McGrady, Vince Carter. You know, so I mean, that's uh, kind of going back to what we were saying earlier about the OKC there Mm -hmm. with the Westbrook and the KD, right? Well, it was a different time in basketball and also management. It's like, how'd you manage to let Tracy McGrady get away? So I think we're in agreement that we got Raptors in six, right? Yeah, we got Raptors in six. They, Golden State played about as good a game as they could in terms of they committed a bunch of turnovers. They had to shoot a gargantuan amount of threes and they only won by one point. Toronto. Made some bad decisions down the stretch. Toronto uh, basically could not hit a three ball. And Toronto was always down. Well, they say that they hadn't led up until they only led maybe 50 seconds of the entire game until they actually took a lead, maybe six yeah. points at that point. Despite all that, then lost by one. If they can just make, if they take all the threes they took and maybe made four to five more threes, that's 15 more points. There you go. Yeah. There's the game. There's the game. Yeah, we're going to see. And at this point in time, that's kind of where things kind of get left. And, again, like I said, yeah. I think the injury may have been the best. It might have cost you this title, but it might, like you said, allow him to opt in, recover yeah. on their nickel, and then at that point they come and say, hey, we stuck by you. We even overpaid you when you couldn't play for us. Now, yeah. not you owe us, but you owe us. Like we were saying earlier, there's more questions than answers. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. It'll be interesting. It will be interesting, yeah. my man. So definitely good thinking. catching up with you on this one, though. Yeah, I likewise, just... bro. And who to thunk it, right? It's in your own backyard. Right? I still think that if Toronto wins, Drake is going to cut an album, and that album's going to be fire, and I think we're all going to enjoy it. So <laughs> yeah, um, I think there's many ways for all of us to win this instance. So and, and, until yeah. next time, I'm, I'm saying right here, we the North, man. We the North. Yeah, appreciate you, Nas. Thank you for we the, time, We're the bro. freaking North, as they say. <laughs> Nice. Thank you so much. Bro. No, Appreciate no problem, it. man. Appreciate the time. And like I said, let's uh, it, it put it this way. If it goes seven games and you've lost two, the downside yeah. of that is if you're Toronto, you're thinking, wait a minute, we could really lose this thing. Yeah. And they can get real tight. And if they get real tight at home, it gets real quiet in there. And they're down, they're down five points with three and a half to go. And, yeah. you know, and on the foul line, they, they miss two back-to-back front ends. Ugh. That's a, yeah, that's a you tough, don't want to be. Yeah, you you don't want to be the second team to give up a three-one lead. <laughs>
And the sad part is not with the team's player, best player out. out. That's the part that you just can't stomach is how that happened. And ironically, you're going to be losing to the team that gave up the 3-1 lead. So there's a lot, there's a lot on the line in this final series, I think, but you know, one game at a time, right? One game at a time. That's all you can do. And in that instance, we're going to see where it goes there. All right, Nas, thanks for no your time. No problem, man. I appreciate we'll every time, man. Soon. Talk soon, man. Yeah. Take care. Like I said, we're care. north. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to you.